Hey, here we are again, everybody. I'm Jason Grandin with the Grandin Group, Arizona's number one brother and sister real estate team powered by Corcoran Platinum Living. Hope you guys are uh, enjoying another episode of the Grandin Group Presents the Lockbox. For those of you listening on the podcast, it is Arizona Real Estate Showcase. Thanks for making it uh, a good show because without you guys, it just would not happen. So real estate market is super, super hot in Arizona. We're moving into summer here, and it's absolutely crazy. In fact, I would venture to say it's probably one of the busiest years we've ever had. Even after the coronavirus, it's, it's, it's crazy. we got people moving here, 300-plus people a day. It's absolutely amazing. There's some great people moving here. And, um, you know, one of the things that we pride ourselves on, we are full-time agents for your full-time life. And my sister and I, we take a lot of pride in making sure that when we're out here to serve you, we are available 24-7, seven days a week, holidays, evenings, everything else. And going into that, you know, we think that is kind of the way things should be if you're doing this kind of business, especially when you're dealing with people who are making one of the most important decisions of their life, whether they're buying or selling a house. Angela from Hello. VIP Mortgage. Hi. How, how are you doing? You? I'm good. How are good, you? Good, good. What do you think about that, being full-time? I th- Well, I know we are full-time at the Hendrick team. Um, so we, we have that same philosophy that we need to be available, um, you know, when the clients are available. So we have designed our team to really be able to help our clients, whether it's, you know, Friday at 8 o'clock or Tuesday at 4. So... Um, we're available when they're available, and it, it is really important. It is one of the biggest investments that they're going to make. So, um, you know, and people have busy lives, so we need to be available when they are. Um, so, yeah. No, I'm, and we've mentioned this in other episodes. Your your team, the Brandon Hendricks team at VIP Mortgage, has uh-huh. been a huge part of making us real successful because they are. You're available. Last Sunday at eight o'clock, one of the gals sent me over a prequal. Exactly. Yep. So it's great. So. What a lot of people don't understand, when you're a realtor, you're not just a realtor. You're actually working for somebody. So it's a broker, right? And so if we mess up, it's really the broker. So we can, like, really mess stuff up. (laughs) Is that how that goes? It is how it goes. Oh, okay. And trust me, the guy we're going to introduce you to will tell me because he's been on a few calls with me before. So anyway, so we work for Corcoran Platinum Living, and uh, we have our special guest today, the owner, Jay Macklin. Jay, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. This is pretty swanky. Like I walked in, I'm like this is this is nice. Hey, this is what you get when you when you run a lot of eight hundred dollar a month homes. <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ. That's not what you do. Thanks so, for having me, guys. This is really nice. No, Thank this you. is great. So one of the things we wanted to have Jay on because a lot of people want to see who does a realtor work for. And yes, we work for ourselves, but ultimately. We work for the broker, correct? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Every agent is the own their own CEO of their own business, and so uh, as a designated broker, I have oversight over all the agents, and so I'm ultimately responsible for all the agents to do things legally, ethically, morally, the right way. So, and you know, make sure that their fiduciary responsibility to their client is uh, first and foremost. Well, and then also too, in real estate, everyone thinks you just fill out a contract and turn it in, it gets accepted. This, I mean, we're almost like attorneys. And without yep. the broker who should, you know, know everything, wouldn't, wouldn't you say, Jay? Yeah, a lot of states, you actually have to use a, a, a real estate attorney. And right. so in Arizona, we uh, have the ability to write contracts and do a lot of things that a typical attorney would do. So that's where I think a lot of agents tend to get in trouble. Uh, they overcomplicate the, the process or they use words that they shouldn't be using that indicate certain things or different things. But yeah, so that's ultimately the whole, uh, the whole reason a broker exists. It isn't, excuse me, it isn't just necessarily just to have, 
to hang your license. It is to have oversights, to have uh, help with systems and all the things that you really, as an independent agent, can't do on your own. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, Jay, how, how long have you been doing real estate? So, to, uh, since 2006. What is that, 15 years? 15 years. Yeah, so not long. I was, I, was a, I was in the car business for 20 years before that. Wow, what kind yeah. of cars were you selling? Uh, well, I started out at Chrysler in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, in Michigan, you either sell them or make them. And I like my fingers <laughs> the way they are, so I decided I was going to sell them. Uh, so I got into car sales, and uh, 20 years later, I really enjoyed it. It was fun, but it's a, it's a grind. Uh, it's a young person's grind. So, so how did you move into real estate? I watched, actually, Michelle got her license uh, in 2003, and I was watching her just crush it. She was just killing it. And I'm like, God, that looks like a lot of fun. I can really do that myself. So... Um, yeah, over the course of uh, a year watching her, I decided I'm going to get my license and then got my license in 05 and started selling houses in 06. And so, but you went a lot farther than a lot of people with their license. So you actually opened up a couple brokerages. I did, yeah. Well, the genesis of why I did that literally was I looked at my P&L and I was like, what am I paying all this money to my broker for? Like, what is this? And then I, I thought, well, hi, I'll just open up my own brokerage. Right. And so uh, what was funny is that I spent double what I was paying my other brokerage to open up another brokerage. Uh, <laughs> so that didn't really pan out well. But uh, it did per work to my advantage because I earned, learned early on that we were, as we were running our team, a team is literally like a brokerage. Right. It's no different. Teams and brokerages are the same. Um, it's just a minor. It's just a, a team is a mini brokerage within a brokerage. Right. So I just realized God, I can really offer a lot of things to agents that they don't have available to them. If I just expand my network and open up a brokerage and really run it as a as a, a good team type brokerage, and that's kind of where it started. No, that's that's fantastic. So you had you were part of the Remax family for a long time, and then yep. you were out of that and just had your own private. Yeah, so brokerage. we started out as an independent brokerage. It's called Desert Platinum Properties back in 2010, and then we uh, were quartered over to Remax and started our own uh, Remax franchise, and then we were there uh, until 2018. And decided to go independent again, and that's when Corcoran came and knocked on our door and said, "Hey, we want to. We're coming to Arizona. We want to. We want you to run the, the affiliation." So. so, so do you think? Um, and you can answer this too, Angela. Do you think a name really matters in the real estate business? Now, you have your team names like the Grannon Group, Arizona's number one brother and sister real estate <laughs> team, right? But I mean, do you think it really makes a difference for somebody that goes, "Hey, I got to go to VIP Mortgage to get my loan." And I've got to do it through Corcoran, or can they say, "Hey, I saw some fly-by-night real estate company. I'll just do that." And what, what do you think? I think it's all about your reputation. So if you have a good reputation, um, which is yeah, building that name, mm -hmm. then I, I guess I think yes, because you're you're, you're standing behind you know whatever whatever that name is. So if it's VIP Mortgage, um, you know I know ethically what we're about morally what we're about i know the way we conduct business and i think that goes a long way so jay i mean we've got big companies out here you've got your yep. russ lions your sotherby's all that fun stuff uh, how do you compete i mean what, what do you do different and, well, and working for you i know but i mean you know. yeah so you know to to what angela just said about brands brand you know it's interesting it's um, you have trust equity in a brand, right? Mm -hmm. So when you walk into the store and you want aspirin, you go, you get the Bayer aspirin, right? So the, the Walgreens aspirin has the exact same stuff, but you have this, this mental trust equity in the brand that matters. And so you're willing to pay more money for that brand. It's like a suit. You put a suit on, you walk taller, you feel better, you, you somehow perform better. And to your point, uh, it's, if, if you can get behind that brand, then names do matter. Otherwise, that's, Suggestive, right? I guess it's independently different between everybody what they think. But if, it, if they feel really good about that brand, it's like cars, the same thing. People buy Mercedes versus Ford does the exact same thing, right? Get you right. from point A to point B. 
but there's a different level of uh, value to people in brands. But anyway, um, one of the things that we do, I think there's three things that are unique to us and what we do from, a, from an agent standpoint. Uh, number one is the coaching and the training that we provide is uniquely different. It's not the typical coaching and training that you find in most brokerages. Um, I, don't, I don't believe in grunt prospecting, the door knocking, cold calling. Not that it doesn't work. It's just that it's not, it's not scalable and it's not uh, sustainable, right? So if you want to go live in San Diego for three months of the year, you know, because your team is just killing it and it relies 100% on you, then your business will go down. Right, so one of the things that we really help coach and train on is how do you delegate your weaknesses and leverage your strengths? So many of the agents want to do all the things all by themselves. It's, and I tell agents all the time, okay, if I go get knee surgery, do you think the surgeon's going to prep me for the surgery? Is the surgeon going to give me anesthesia? God, I hope not. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. the surgeon does one thing and one thing only. He or she does the, the job. That's the job. And that's where I think most real estate agents fail because they try to be all things to all people. And that's something we really heavily try to coach and train on. Well, everyone kind of looks at you more than, because you're not really out there practicing real estate, you're no. out there coaching. Yes. So when did you decide or how did you determine that, you know what, I'm not going to sell houses. I'm going to get in there to help others. Because, I mean, that's essentially what you're doing. You're out there helping others. Yeah, so uh, two reasons for that. Number one is I was at a brokerage where I competed with my owner and broker, and I'm paying him a fee. I just philosophically didn't like that. Uh, so when I decided to open up our brokerage, I knew at one point I was not going to compete and I'm not going to sell houses. I just had to figure out how many agents did I need to offset the income so I couldn't, I didn't have to do that. Right. And so once I got to that point, I said, okay, I'm done. I'm not going to sell houses anymore. And so, and then I poured a hundred percent of my time back into helping my agents. If 99% of my income comes from my agents selling houses, then why am I not spending 99% of my work time helping them get more business? No, absolutely. Yeah, it's, and that's the problem in this industry. It's, it's here's your license. Good luck. Have a great career. See you later. And it, there's, there's, you know, there's not a lot of uh, attention paid to really helping agents become that CEO of their business. Well, and Jay's one of the few brokers, I can tell you, that answers his phone on the weekends. I do. I, I think <laughs> I've called like 7, 8 o'clock at night before. I know Jason calls. I'm like, oh, I better answer that one. There's something going on. <laughs> there's something good going on. <laughs> and stuff. So, so how do you... Um, Make up the time. I mean, you've got a, you've got your family. Yep. You've got the cute little dogs that yes, run I around do. the office. Yes. They, Angela, he's got these little dogs that run around the office. They actually uh, oh rule the roost. Yeah. I bet. Our little Morty, he's uh, three pounds. He's a little teacup shih tzu, and he's literally this big. And Oh, know, my gosh. Yeah, he's, do, do, do. yeah it's, his, it's his world. We're just living in it. <laughs> so cool. so do you, how do you keep honing your skills as a speaker? Because you are on the national platform. Yeah, so part of the, part of the things that I, I focus heavily on is being part of a coaching program. And I'm going to give a little shout-out to my, my coaching program, Craig Proctor coaching and that's something that I uh, have been involved with uh, since 2008 and it just really worked for me and it was kind of my style so I still coach agents across the country on their business some brokers on their on their business as well and so that kind of keeps me sharp um, and then I'm just really in it researching a lot I'm just trying to figure out where the business is coming from and you know how we can you know get better at what we do as individual agents and then as build as we build teams same way um, but, you know, just being in it. I'm just not out there sitting by my pool, you know, waiting for the agents to sell houses. So, <laughs> When does a brokerage get too big? When you can't service your clients uh, in a way that helps them grow. Um, you know, and that's one thing, too. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's a lot of people here, a lot of brokerages here. Uh, there's a couple of brokerages that have 8,000 agents. That's a lot of agents. There's a lot of oversight. I don't ever see myself getting that big. I don't. I like that luxury boutique, high-touch high value. Uh, I really want to make sure that if an agent has a stumbling block in some part of their business, that I'm there to help them. Um, 
and and we've of course done a really good job with uh, Brittany, who's our managing broker, chief operating officer. She's amazing. So leveraging uh, our staff and helping agents grow—that's the, the the big part. But yeah, if we can't service them in a way that helps them in their business, then we got too big. So one of the things that makes Corcoran Platinum Living and the Grandin Group, Arizona's number one brother and sister real estate team, <laughs> different is the locations are not office; they're retail. Yeah, that's a unique thing for real estate. Most, uh, and, and particularly in the last year, you know, with COVID and everything, everybody's kind of went virtual. And I think that uh, a lot of brokerages decided to give up their physical space, and I, we kind of doubled down on it. I know bricks and mortar isn't necessarily uh, a fun uh, line item on your P&L, but I think there's a lot of value to it. And I think a lot of people have gathered, and they want a gathering place. So many agents, I find, are migrating back to an office because they are so tired of being holed up in their home and they're not as productive in their home office that's just the way i just that's just statistics uh, no, no there's a good point you have to yeah. dress for success every morning yeah i mean when i was uh, when we didn't have an office i used to get up and dress like i was going to the office i would literally get in my car go to starbucks get a coffee and drive back to my house you know so <laughs> it made me feel like i was going to the office so it worked angela what kind of stuff do you see when you're when your team's out there working with these different brokerages Oh, gosh. Um, so they're, like you said, they're, I mean, we work with, you know, really big brokerages, smaller brokerages. I think you touched on a good point. Um, the broker is there to to help the real estate agent grow their business. Um, but I also think there's there's a ton of value. You know, people get into real estate and they are their own CEO, but mm-hmm. a lot of them don't have the background or the understanding. They're just trying to learn the business. Um, but there's so much more that goes into running that business than just knowing, you know, what you learned in real estate school. So um, I think that's huge um, that, you know, they have somebody to be able to, a coach Mm -hmm. to be able to guide them through, you know, what, what are your best qualities? Because everybody has different skill sets and they really need to touch on what, uh, you know, what works for them, what doesn't work. Um, and then what could you work on to be better? So I think that's huge. Yeah, I mean, I have two coaches myself, right? And so they point out clearly all the time my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole idea, right? They have, right. You, you know, as an agent, you're working in this business, you're in, you're in the weeds, right? The, the trees are going by 100 miles an hour and you mm-hmm. can't pull your head up to look at where you're going sometimes. And so coaches have that 20 to 30,000 foot view that are able to direct you, hey, you're going the wrong way, move over, like, go this way. So it just helps you identify if you're doing things right or wrong. But I think that... Um, most agents who get in this business are not business owners. They don't, like right. you said, they don't know how to run a business, like a, mm-hmm. a true P&L cash, you know, uh, P&L business that says, okay, if I make X amount of dollars, how many, what percent of my income should go to feed the top line dollar? Like, what should I be spending on marketing? What should I be spending on networking events? Like, those are the things that I, I really help the agents dive into because they're, they, they hit a ceiling or they cap. And I'm like, well, you're not feeding the beast, right? You've mm-hmm. got to feed the business to be able to get more business. Absolutely. If you're simply relying on people to refer you business, that's great. But you're going to live and die on the whims of people not giving you business. And you're just going to sit in your chair and go, God, I hope somebody gives me some business today. You know, no, so. absolutely. And there's so much out there these days. I mean, yeah. advertise on Facebook, Twitter. At what point do you tell your uh, agents, hey, don't advertise here. 
maybe do postcards or don't do postcards, advertise on Twitter? I mean, how do you determine that? Yep, so everybody's different. Everybody's market is different. Uh, we test things. I, I do a lot of A-B split testing, and just you have to – it's the consistency to make sure that your message matches the market. So I call it a, a message to medium to market match, right? So if I'm going after millennials, I'm not going to put an ad in the paper because that's not where they look. Right, so you got to know where your market is. you got to know what the message is. And then you have to give them a really easy way to identify, to connect with you. If simply putting out your cell phone number to people uh, is your only option for them to reach you, you've literally repelled 90% of the people. Because right. they're not – it's almost like saying you have to call a car salesman to go look at a car online. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to do that. Like that's just not going to happen. So you have to lower thresholds to get people to – you know, to respond to you, whether it's using, you know, 800 numbers or landing pages and things like that. So that's the stuff I really focus on is, yeah, postcards could be great, but let's look at your market. Let's see what the response rate is. Let's see if that's really the best venue, the best medium for your market. And then really, what's your message? Like, why would I hire my, why would I list my house with Jason versus the 72,000 other real estate agents out there? Oh, well, that's easy because we're the Grandin Group. <laughs> but my point is, is that it's really hard to identify. Angela said this, too. Yeah. It's really hard to identify your uniques. Your uniques are what you – your selling proposition literally is what you do for a living, right? So when people said, oh, what did you used to do in the car business? I'm like, car salesman? Like, no, I was an automotive transportation executive, right? That's what I did, right? That's, I like that. <laughs> but then I got in real estate, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. What the heck do I do now? I'm like, well, I can call myself a realtor. Okay. I could say I'm in the real estate business. Hmm. What do I really do? I'm a marketer of solutions for people looking to buy and sell real estate because that's my job. My job as as an agent is to market for solutions for buyers, which means find them houses. In today's market, that's really difficult. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as a seller, my job is to uh, help them uh, with the solutions of selling their house, which means i got to find a buyer. Absolutely. So those are the things that I – and so I just changed the way – I thought about my business. And as a real estate broker, I own a, a marketing coaching company that turns CEOs into millionaires, which really happens to be a real estate brokerage, but that's really my job. No, absolutely. Yeah. And, then, and what do you say to somebody who's like, hey, I'm going to buy a house? Because it is one of the most important decisions, correct? It is, absolutely. So they, I'm going to use my brother's sister's cousin who just got their license, and I'm gonna, they're going to spend a million bucks on a house. I mean, we know how we overcome it, but I mean, what, what do you say to 70,000 agents that are like, I lost that deal because my friend's buying a house from their sister's brother's yeah. nephew. Dave and I were just talking about this. And, you know, it's interesting. It's, you're not doing anybody any justice if you're doing things part-time, right? I, I go back to the surgeon. I hope that surgeon is a full-time surgeon. I really <laughs> do. Because that's kind of the whole idea behind real estate. It's so easy to get in trouble and to hurt yourself. Um, you know, I'm really concerned right now because they're, all the offers that are happening right now, they're waiving inspections, they're waiving appraisals. $50,000 over asking price on a $300,000 house, that's a huge percentage, right? And so I'm just really worried about what's going to happen in the future with, you know, um, people, you know, there's litigious people out there, and sometimes they're going to go, hey, I, my agent forced me to overspend on this house to get it, you know, then that's the stuff that concerns me. But as a, as a full-time practitioner in real estate, I, I think you can a- avoid that uh, and mitigate that by just having really good experience. Because a lot of times getting yourself out of a lawsuit isn't necessarily a form. It's just a lot of experience knowing what to do right. and what not to do. And how important do you think it is to work with other realtors, whether they're in your group or not? Oh, yeah. You know, this is one of the only industries that you're literally competitors with, but you're also uh, cooperating with. You know, so it's really an interesting market. And we're all going to – it's a very – I was just telling him earlier, it's a very small business, right? Even though real estate in Metro Phoenix is huge – there's only a very small portion of agents that actually work in the business 100% of the time. No, absolutely. Yeah, so it's really important to, to make sure that you, 
you build that network relationship with other agents. And when Jay's talking about him offset, uh, the studio we're in is run by Dave Pratt, the morning mayor from 98 KUPD. So some of you older people, like 35 and under, uh, are going to know who he is and stuff. So it's really cool being, you know, we were in high school listening to the morning mayor. Now we're here. He's sitting there watching us film this so stuff. Cool. It's great, isn't it? It makes you nervous. It, it does. It kind of makes you <laughs> He's critiquing us. He is. He's got his little notepad over there writing notes. So, so Jay, what's the best way, I mean, somebody who's interested in getting the business, can they reach out to you? Yeah, they can. Uh, they can reach, they can find us at our website. It's CorcoranPlatinumLiving.com. Um, if you want to, if you're an agent and you want to learn more about what we do, you can uh, go to joinplatinumliving.com, um, or you can just call me. No, it's it's always a blast. Now yeah. let's nice. get into this fun stuff. So I was trying to find something on Jay. I asked 50 million people about stuff. <laughs> so Jay I threw this party a couple weeks ago at this place called C2. It was awesome. Oh. So uh, you're an avid gun person. I'm I'm a gun enthusiast. Yes, I am. Yes, I uh, I love the Second Amendment, and I am uh, an avid uh, gun shooter. How, how many guns do you own? Uh, is my wife gonna listen to this? <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> um, I own. I, you know, it's surprisingly low. It's only about thirty. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I. <laughs> I know it's. You know, when you have an addiction, you got to have it. You have to. The first step is know, knowing that you have an addiction. Um, but uh, you know, it's just I. Uh, I just I, I really enjoy them. They're just. It's a really fun hobby. The I will tell you the the gun community is amazing. These people are the most gracious, nicest people you've ever met. They are so willing to help any new gun uh, person who just bought a gun and help them with, you know, handling it and shooting it. And so it, it was a little overwhelming when I first got into it. It's, you know, intimidating when you have a something that you could literally take somebody's life with. And you have to really make sure that you understand how to use it. Um, and then as I got my concealed carry permit, which you don't need in Arizona, but it's really good to have anyway because it's good training. Um, and then I got really big into the concealed carry. And I run that Facebook page uh, for real estate agents. It's called uh, uh, Real Estate Agent Concealed Carry and Safety. And so a lot of us agents at open houses, we, you know, at the whim of anybody calling you, hey, go, I'm going to go show, you know, this guy wants to go see this house at 7 p.m. and it's vacant. That's not a good idea, right? Or at least have some protection you right. know, on your body. And so we, we work heavily with um, C2 Tactical and they do uh, some realtor training uh, as well for safety and open houses and things like that. So. No, it's huge. And I, th yeah. I do think realtors need to carry protection with them when they go out. So we went shooting here a couple weeks ago and Jay throws this big gun in my hand. And I, I mean, so I think I have a picture of that too. Yeah, yeah, you might. So, but it was intimidating. I mean, what yeah. was it like? An, it was a. It's a. It was an AR pistol. It was a AR-15 pistol, 300 blackout. So it had. It's had some a little donkey kick to it, but and it was loud because uh, it's only a five-inch barrel. Or uh, yeah, it was only five and a half-inch barrel. So, uh, but it was fun. You, no, it you was, enjoyed it. Oh, it was. It was. It's actually addicting, but it's very, very intimidating. Yeah. Even growing up out here, you know, we shot like rifles and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But all of a sudden, you walk into a C2, and there's Jay. He's like, hey. Shoot this. <laughs> and, I mean, very intimidating. Yeah. So, but it was fun. We had a great time. Oh, it, it was a blast. Yeah, we'll do that again. We'll, we'll probably we'll try to do one uh, maybe over at uh, the Ben Avery uh, outside shooting event over there in Anthem. Oh, you can That'd bring bows and arrows out there, too. I think. Yeah, you can. You can do everything. I, I think we can shoot steel. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so I know people are asking, what's your favorite drink? Oh, man, you know what that is. I'm a bourbon guy. <laughs> I'm a bourbon. And, yep. and good stuff. Uh, good stuff. Oh. Well, I mean, no, I'm you know, bourbon's bourbon, right? So, but no, I mean, I, yeah, I, I like the good stuff. And what do you do for fun? So, uh, I, well, I go to the range probably three, four times a week, um, and that's fun. And actually, I just started getting into as a hobby. I started getting into gunsmithing, 
which is actually a really fun. It's really rewarding. I was waiting for this gunsmith because all you know, everybody's backed up six months, and I wanted a new trigger put in my gun. And I'm like, well, I can just YouTube it and do it myself. So I, I just pulled up YouTube, and this is probably four months ago, and I'm like, wow, this is actually a lot of fun, and it was relatively easy. So I, I kind of do that right now. But but we like to travel. We uh, we love going over to California and just hanging out. You know, especially when it's 115 degrees here. So um, well, we love to go out to eat. Um, so we're, we're kind of homebodies, though. No, and you and Michelle love Arizona. We do. We love. We, we. I go to conferences. Of course, this last year I didn't, but I usually go to four or five conferences a year with real estate uh, coaching session. And so I go to all these different places, and I love a lot of places. But man, I, I got to tell you, I, I I could never call any place other than Arizona home. Hey, what do you think the uh, uniqueness is of Arizona? We get a lot of this. Yes. We get a lot of people calling from out of state. Yeah. And they're like, you know, I want to move to, um, I don't know, some small town and. To someone like, no, 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 you probably want to come up north here a little bit. But, I mean, what do you think the uniqueness is yeah. of Arizona? Well, there's just so many things you can do here, right? You can drive three miles up north and you're in the snow, or, you know, you can go, you know, hit the trails, climb a mountain. Tempe Town Lake. Tempe Town Lake. Or... Yeah, dining, downtown Scottsdale. Like, you, there's a ton of things to do. There, It's just anything and everything is here in Arizona. So I think that is... That's probably no, a huge part great. of the attraction. Yeah, and you don't get the, you know, you don't have the natural disasters, right? You don't have the oh, that's true. earthquakes and tornadoes. No, and just two months yeah. out of the year, you turn to dust when it's 150. <laughs> but then you're inside, you're fine. And you're inside swimming. Yeah. Yeah, not bad at all. <laughs> so, Jay, let the viewers know how to get a hold of you again. Sure, yeah, you can get a hold of me at uh, CorcoranPlatinumLiving.com is our website. Uh, JoinPlatinumLiving.com is our uh, website if you're an agent looking to maybe make a change or start a new career. Uh, or you just call me, 480-226-7871. And Angela, awesome. we've yes. got people that it's, you know, long weekends, long you're working weekend. and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. How can they reach out to you? If they need to reach us, um, they can reach us by phone, 623-979-5523, or by email, hendrickteam at vipmtginc.com. And so everybody, as you know, we've been talking, the real estate market's hot. Make sure you get pre-qualified first. And, you know, listen, find an agent. If it's not the Grandin Group, Arizona's number one brother and sister real estate team, it should be. But if you're having to use another agent, like Jay was saying, watch overpaying for these houses, watch waiving inspections, and you have to still go through some of these steps when you're buying a house. It doesn't matter what it is. So, I mean, it's a huge investment, huge. right? Yeah. So, anyways, we hope you guys have enjoyed another episode of The Lockbox brought to you by the Grandin Group. We will see you on the next show of The Lockbox.